Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Taysom takeover trending worldwide. Has Taysom Hill found his permanent NFL calling, or is he starting quarterback material? BYU Hoops wins and St. Mary's loses on Saturday. Are the Cougars the second best team in the West Coast Conference? Plus, are your expectations for Cougar Hoops still on the rise? How high can they fly? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, January 6th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Bracket Matrix translator, Jerem Jordan. It's great to be back here. I feel like I haven't been here in like two and a half weeks because we went to Hawaii, we had a Christmas and New Year's break, and here we are. So, yeah, let's go, man. We have uh, St. Mary's on Thursday. We have... Uh, gymnastics today, you're calling. Men's volleyball this weekend. Triple header on Saturday. So I'm stoked. But you're right. Bracket matrix is a thing that we used to have and use here. Now, there's been a minor issue the last four years where BYU didn't even sniff the NCAA tournament, really. So now that BYU is in, according to everybody, uh, I'd like to consult with our old buddy, uh, Bracket Matrix. So, uh, Bracket Matrix, uh, what's up? It's been a minute. Uh, let's check in with you. How are our Cougars looking uh, with NCAA tournament chances? According to my calculations, BYU is in 52 of 54 brackets. I think I heard 52 of 54 brackets. 52 of 54 brackets. Should be 54 out of 54, but I'll take it. Okay, Mr. Matrix, what kind of seed position is BYU basketball currently looking at? My numbers have BYU averaging out as a 9.06 seed. A 9.06 seed? You have a good ear. That was, yeah. How does that make sense? The numbers say so, and I do not argue the numbers. Okay, sure thing. Well, man. you are the numbers, sort of, right? I'm going to go Just ahead the... and round that to a nine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. A bunch of binary mumbo-jumbo okay. going on uh-huh. right now. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, one last question. I know you and uh, RPI were really close, and uh, it's, what, a season and a half now where RPI is dead. I'm glad that our RPI is RIP, but, uh, yeah, how you how, how you doing? How you doing? Do not mock my loss. One day you will answer to us. To us. Okay. To us, like plural. What? Hey now. Okay. Uh, good time to say goodbye. Skynet. And thanks to a salty bracket, bracket matrix joining hey. us early on BYU Sports hey. Nation. BYU's back in the bracket and bracket matrix is salty. I think bracket matrix was happier without us. But I am happy to talk to bracket matrix because BYU's in right Yes. Now. Smells oh, good. It does. It's fantastic. Like mom's cinnamon rolls. Fresh scent. Our show lineup, also nice scent today, jam-packed on a Monday when BYU basketball, as we just mentioned, is hitting 52 of 54 brackets according to that emotionless bucket of stats. Things are good. (laughs) How good? Bucket of bolts. Is it time to raise expectations for BYU basketball? Yes. The Taysom takeover was real and spectacular on Sunday, (laughs) but it ends with a New Orleans loss. What does Taysom Hill's future hold? Should he pursue something else? It holds dollars. Is this his pinnacle era in New Orleans? David Nixon was in the Big Easy for the game yesterday. He'll join us live to discuss it. And it's the season debut for BYU Gymnastics Olympic silver medalist. And head coach Guard Young will join us live. Always nice to have an Olympian on the show. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball. 
defensively dominates LMU in the Cougars West Coast Conference opener on Saturday 63 to wait for it 38 38 points for the opponent third time BYU has held a foe under 50 this season Yoli Childs led BYU with 19 points, 12 rebounds. He had half as many points as LMU's entire team. How about that? Uh, Mark Durant tweeted, hey, cool halftime score. (laughs) Hopefully the Cougars can keep it rolling. Yeah, keep it going in the second half. Childs recording his fourth double-double of the season. Jake Toulson added 13 points, five steals, and four assists. Clear your schedule for Thursday night. Let's go, baby. The Cougars play in Moraga at St. Mary's. Who lost to Pacific? Tip-off set for 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. St. Mary's got jobbed. More on that in a moment. He was the number one trending topic worldwide for a time yesterday. Taysom Hale had a great day for the Saints, completing a pass for 50 yards, rushing for 50 on four attempts, and catching two passes for 25 yards and a touchdown, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Taysom Hill is the first player in NFL history to do that in a playoff game. Have a 50-pass, 50-plus rush. 25-plus receiving yards, that's total, in a playoff game in NFL history. Uh, wow, about the cup, capital W. That's awesome, man. Saints lost an OT, unfortunately. No more Taysom Hill uh, losing to the Vikings, so season's over. Hill is now a restricted free agent. We'll break down what that means a little bit in a moment. Plus, we'll chat with David Nixon, who kind of went through the free agency pool, what uh, restricted means for him and where he could maybe go. Do you think there's any chance in the world that New Orleans lets that guy leave? Depends what they want. Depends Holy on your brace. Holy cow. Yeah. Number three, BYU men's volleyball. Had a great opening weekend. They defeat number 11, Loyola Chicago, three sets to one on Friday. Senior Gabby Garcia-Fernandez led the Cougars with 22 kills. Davide Gardini, just a sophomore. He had 21 kills, nine digs, four blocks. Then on Saturday, BYU beats number six, Lewis, three sets to one. Garcia-Fernandez had a career-high seven aces. Fourth time in the rally era that a BYU player had seven or more aces in a single match. Fernandez added 16 kills and six blocks. Jeremy, he good. He, had, he real good. He had four aces in a row to end the match Saturday. Gardini added 19 kills, six digs, four blocks. This Friday, BYU hosts 15th-ranked Penn State at home live on BYU TV. We will have all the matches on BYU TV or the app. Only one on the app. I'm stoked about that. And tonight, the gymnastics team, ranked 23rd, opens the season, hosting number 15, Nebraska, in the Marriott Center. We're going to talk to Guard Young, as mentioned, later in the program. Watch it live on BYU TV, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill had the best day ever in the National Football League. And his team lost, which stinks, but still, Taysom Hill was the number one trending topic on Twitter worldwide. It was crazy. That's insane. That everybody was talking about Taysom Hill, but he did his thing, threw a 50 yard bomb. Then later on that drive, blocked for a running touchdown. Then later, we had a carry touchdown. He had an 11 yard carry on that drive. 11 yard carry before the 50 yard pass. Taysom Hill did it all and Everybody took notice. We'll tell you the best of the best tweets from national pundits later in the show. Everybody was tweeting. Taysom Hill hit his pinnacle yesterday in the NFL playoffs, which prompts this question, Jerem. Now that the season is over for the Saints rising star. Oh, the refs did him in again. With a pass interference situation, no (laughs) less. Should Taysom Hill pursue another situation in the NFL as a strictly quarterback or remain in New Orleans as 
the Swiss Army knife. Depends what he wants because we don't know. It d- depends entirely, in my opinion, on Drew Brees. If Drew Brees says, this is my last season, and I'm Taysom Hill, I'm like, okay, I want to stay because I could stay here. We have Michael Thomas. We have Alvin Kamara. We have a good team that's in the playoffs every year. We have Sean Payton. He knows how to use me effectively. I would stay. But if he wants to be a quarterback and he's anxious – and he wants to get out there, and there's going to be people that want to pay him to see because the idea of him is greater than what he's actually done as a quarterback at this point because we haven't seen a ton, then you go elsewhere. But here's the sitch. So he's a restricted free agent. He can't sign with just anybody. So basically, uh, the Saints will need to choose which tender option they want to use on him unless they're cool with him leaving, which they don't seem to be. I think they love him. I think they love him. They all, Yes. Right? So here are the four options. First-round tender, second-round tender, original-round tender, right of first refusal. I won't break down the nuances of each of those four, but here's the sitch. All of these options include another team attempting to offer him a contract and the Saints being able to match. I imagine the Saints will match. If I'm the Saints, I say, I say look, we're going to make you the backup. If anything happens, Drew, you're our guy. You know our guy. We love you. We're going to keep you here. The New Orleans Saints would be absolutely crazy to not match anything and make it obvious that Taysom Hill needs to stay there. After yesterday and after this whole season as a talk, it wasn't just yesterday. We've been, we've been doing this all season long. Taysom Hill can do it all. He can block punts. He's special teams awesome. He can punt return. He can punt cover. He catches touchdowns. He runs for touchdowns. He throws touchdowns. He can throw the long bump. Put him on defense. Let him kick. They would be crazy to let him go, which is why they won't. His jersey is like the number three most popular selling jersey of the New Orleans Saints. I'm sure that it might climb to number two after what happened yesterday. Which is gnarly because Michael Thomas just had the most catches in a season. Here's the deal. If another team offers Taysom like $12 million to come be the quarterback at another... $12 million's a lot for Taysom Hill to not play quarterback. Okay, That would be a ton. Is, is given... it if he's offering the value that we saw yesterday? That's not every game for him. That was one it of his could better... could be, though, right? If they utilize he... him that much? Well... If they wanted to, they could use him more. Here's the thing. If Taysom Hill really is a quarterback and he's the backup, I'm not sure they're going to use him in the same way because then the risk is high of, okay, if Drew gets hurt and Taysom gets hurt, we're going to use him more. I think Taysom Hill has stayed healthy in the NFL because he's been used somewhat sparingly. It, he's not an every-down player. This has been to his benefit. And that's a credit to Sean Payton, which I think is the underlying theme here. Sean Payton makes a lot of players better. Do you not think that it is a perfect marriage that Taysom Hill was pulled in by Sean? Sean Payton's the one that found him from Green Bay and said, I want that guy. They went and signed him as an undrafted, unrestricted free agent from Green Bay after he got cut. Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, they are a perfect marriage. The the coaching staff, Sean Payton, they deserve more credit. It's a perfect marriage. You have to choose to be a quarterback or you do this. You can't do both. Sure he can. He can be a quarterback later. Right. No, no, no. I'm talking in a season, you can't do both. You can't be the backup and do this, in my opinion. Topic two. BYU's 12-4 and four in men's hoops, 1-0 in league, while St. Mary's is 14-3 and three overall, 1-1 one one in league play after a quadruple overtime loss at Pacific. How did that happen? <laughs> is BYU the second-best team in the West Coast Conference? Yes, based strictly on league records right now. Oh, then Pacific's the best team in the league because they're no, 2-0? and oh? No. just <laughs> Based on league record? This, we're comparing BYU and St. Mary's, right? We're comparing BYU <laughs> and St. Mary's. If you're using league record, Pacific's the best team in the league. BYU <laughs> has one less loss than St. Mary's right now. Uh, and I, I, obviously, I kid. I say Thank that you, in, Doctor. In, I say that in jest, but... I think BYU right now 
is the second best team in the league. I think that BYU matches up well with St. Mary's. I think BYU will beat St. Mary's in Provo. The Gales can beat the Cougars in Moraga on Thursday, and that's okay. It's it's okay. BYU's not going to be expected to win that game. The numbers will come out favoring St. Mary's. They're already out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, number, the numbers favor St. Mary's, and that's okay. B, BYU doesn't have to win to be or finish as the second best team in the regular no, season. No, no, not overall. finish. Are they right now? That's what we're talking Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. Pacific, Pacific just beat St. Mary's. Well, the refs beat St. Mary's. Doesn't matter how it happened. <laughs> Doesn't matter how it happened. Like, why did St. Mary's let it get to three overtimes? And then, then the situation arose. Like, you got to close the deal, right? Yeah, Pacific banked in a three in the second overtime. St. Mary's gave up 39 points to Jalil Tripp. BYU gave up 38 points total to well, LMU in on three Saturday. halves. <laughs> like, if he scores he 32 20. at the end of regulation or something. I cl- hit 30 at the end of regulation. Okay? Like, you, you, can't, you can't allow that. I don't think St. Mary's defense, team defense, is as good as it has been because they don't have as much size as they've had in the past. Yeah, they had a player... Tearing ACL, I think, right? Yes. They had a big man go down. So, yeah, I think BYU is the second-best team in the West Coast Conference. I don't know if BYU is. Um, look, look at the metrics, what they say. So, St. Mary's uh, has a 3-2 to two advantage in the metrics. So, net, BYU is higher by eight spots. Strength of record, St. Mary's by four. BPI, St. Mary's by four. Ken Palm, St. Mary's by two. Sagarin, uh, BYU by four. Both have one quad one win, by the way. Um, BYU had more quad one wins, but Virginia Tech's now a quad two. The Pacific loss, by the way, quad two right now. Not a terrible loss for St. Mary's. Um, Utah State's quad two win for BYU. That sunk because they lost UNLV and San Diego State. Come on, Aggies. Come on, UNLV. Uh, St. Mary's has a quad four loss, by the way. Winthrop, which was the name of Ron Howard's character in The Music Man. Super weird, right? Yeah, that's weird. I, I'm not sure. I think Thursday will tell us a lot. I think we're going to learn a lot on Thursday. And I expect a tight game. Um, St. Mary's could win that. BYU could win that. Although BYU's one and seven in Raga, it'd be nice to win that one? If BYU wins that one, they're definitely, obviously, the second-best team. I'm not sure yet, because they are neck-and-neck neck in everything. St. Mary's is in a little bit of desperation mode, which doesn't bode well for BYU. And remember last year, similar scenario. St. Mary's loses early. In fact, they lose their WCC opener to San Francisco on the hilltop. Then come back and host BYU and win by 22 off of a tough conference loss. So, Beware the motivated Sweet. and desperate Gales yeah. who are in a similar situation this year. Goaltend at the end of triple overtime. Jeremy, you just laid out the numbers. BYU with their season high in net rankings, which is the primary calculating tool for the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee at 31. 31! Really good, right? BYU, at this point, we have probably as high expectations as we ever had at any point during the offseason. Like when Yoli Childs came back, Jake Toulson's added on, Gavin Baxter was still healthy. We thought, oh, yeah, they, this could be an NCAA tournament. No, we said they will be. Now yeah. everybody, even Bracket Matrix thinks BYU is going to be an NCAA tournament team. And Bracket Matrix is a tool. It, yes, he is, quite literally. Is it a, I don't know the gender. Is it time, Jerem, that we raise expectations for BYU basketball once again? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? They are in, baby. Yes. So how how high do I think they are? Yeah. I think BYU single-digit seed high. I said a couple weeks ago, I think this is single. BYU with the only child is a single-digit seed team. And I, I believe that. What evidence do we have that BYU is not? BYU has been kicking butt, making threes. This has been so fun. The last four years, BYU has not made the NCAA tournament. It's not been fun. 
This is really fun. Great three-point shooting team. The defense is off the chain right now. Super exciting. Everything's great. Everything's great with BYU Hoops. We're going to find out Thursday if BYU is really, really good or if they're you know pretty good. We're going to find out because this is the fourth toughest uh, game on the schedule up to this point, uh, according to Ken Palm. So this is a big challenge for BYU. Do your expectations include winning in Moraga right now? Have no. they climbed that high? No. Okay. But – that's just one piece of the like 34-game puzzle. I think BYU could be a single-digit seed in the NCAA tournament. That's, to me, the, how high they could go. All right. Uh, by the way, a new Associated Press poll is out. Shocker, Gonzaga still number one, even though they were challenged twice, and there are two opening West Coast Conference games. St. Mary's yeah. received three votes. BYU's right there. Uh, my expectations are... We got a vote. Sweet. In terms of wins, I'm still on par with what I projected BYU to do. 23 wins in the regular season, eight losses in 31 games, 23 and eight. Now, here's how things have played out differently. I anticipated that BYU would beat Boise State and probably beat Utah instead of losing those games and lose at Houston and lose another game in Maui. But because that has happened, BYU's overall resume is better. The Boise State and Utah losses aren't looking as bad because those teams are okay. Utah's quad one. Sure. Boise State is quad two. Okay. Not bad losses. For now. That's no Winthrop. That's for sure. Winthrop. And BYU has quality wins at Houston against Virginia Tech. Utah State neutral, those things have really helped. So expectations have been raised in terms of I expect BYU to win another big game or two than I probably would have anticipated earlier on. But Meaning St. Le- Zaga? Sure. But the league's better. there's no other big game. The league's better, so I still think that BYU will probably lose four conference games overall. It's, this is a better league than I anticipated overall from top to bottom. Yeah. All right. Our question of the day. Back to the Taysom Hill trending phenomenon. Does Taysom Hill have a brighter NFL future as a quarterback, whether it's in New Orleans or somewhere else, or as a utility player? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at the Fongolian on Instagram. As a utility player, his major advantage is that the defense has no idea what he is going to do when he comes in. <laughs> True. Will he run, True. pass, pitch, or buy them a hot dog from the vendor? Well, it'd be a gumbo in New Orleans, but yeah. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram. Coming up, David Nixon was at the Saints game yesterday. What he saw from Taysom Hill in that performance. And how will he answer our question of the day? Is quarterbacking strictly in Taysom's future, or is it more of the same in the Big Easy? This is BYU Sports Nation. Winthrop. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow night for the return of BYU basketball with your boy Mark Pope as the coach and Jake Toulson sit down with Greg Rebell as the Cougars prepare for St. Mary's Thursday night. BYU also plays Portland, but whatever. Watch it on the BYU TV app, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. David Nixon will join us shortly on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline to discuss what he saw in New Orleans, the number one trending topic worldwide, Taysom Hill. Pretty incredible that a guy that was undrafted and suffered 
four season-ending injuries in college, has now worked himself into the spotlight as the darling of the NFL. Yeah, pretty crazy. Now, here's my main, I don't know if concern is the right thing, um, and David Nixon's here now, uh, we'll get to him in a sec, is if you are the backup and your reps are going to be much higher at quarterback. Right now, he's a trick play kind of situation guy, right? Like, he's in. Is he going to throw? Probably not. Oh, he threw a 50-yard pass. If you're the quarterback, it's different in your preparation going into that. So I think that he can be he's, – he's less of a quarterback if he's the utility guy because it's just sparingly. It's not actual a bunch of reps and passes. If he's actually going to be the backup, and I'd imagine maybe the Saints take the $4 million cap hit and they have Taysom as the backup to secure him and give him like, okay, you're the future, then it lessens that utility part to me. Maybe it doesn't, but I think that it would. At one point, David Nixon should have been the darling of the NFL when he was making his he was, way he's our darling through the league. Yes, our NFL darling, David Nixon, former linebacker at BYU as well, now on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. David, just explain to us what the atmosphere was like in the playoff matchup between the Saints and Vikings yesterday as you watched Taysom Hill play. It was, uh, it was unbelievable. Honestly, that's, uh, it's actually my first playoff game I've ever been to. Um, you know, obviously played in quite a few games, but as, as a player, I never made it to the playoffs. But uh, to, to go to the playoffs, it was, the environment was insane. It was awesome. Uh, it, but from the start, the Saints struggled getting anything going. And so it just kind of fell flat. And the, I think a lot of the energy was sucked out of the stadium. But once Taysom made that you know, long run, uh, and then the very next play through the bomb, the place just lit right back up. And so it was, um, it was fun. It was, it was a fun game to be at, obviously, with what he did. Um, it was fun to witness it and, and kind of be a part of it. Describe to us what it's like to be in there and how the fans receive Taysom Hill when he comes on the field and when he is not on the field. Well, it's funny because I think I came on here back in August and we talked about after one of the preseason games how I saw two guys wearing Taysom Hill jerseys at the uh, preseason game in in, uh, L.A. against the Chargers. Well, fast forward to this playoff game, you're walking around the stadium and and a ton, I'm talking a ton of people are wearing number seven Taysom Hill jerseys. And it just makes us all laugh as a family because – you know, and especially as BYU fans, seeing what he went through and going undrafted to Green Bay, getting cut, getting picked up, and knowing you know he mostly a special teams guy his rookie year, inactive for a lot of games, uh, to all of a sudden being this household name there in, in New Orleans and being kind of the media darling down there, and so it's just been a crazy, uh, just kind of a crazy time how it's all come about. I mean, uh, I was sitting there on the side of my family yesterday pregame, we were down the field. And uh, Taysom came out, you know, of the tunnel for pregame warm-ups, and even the crowd went crazy then. And I kind of looked at my sister, and we both just laughed on uh, about how this whole journey has been just uh, just a crazy ride and, and how it's come about. But um, it was fun. There was a kid in front of us that didn't know we were his family wearing a Taysom Hill jersey. The guy behind us kept yelling for Sean Payton to put in Taysom. <laughs> and know that we were family, and so uh, the, the whole place was going nuts. And it was it was fun to see him. Uh, just I mean, when he comes in, he provides that spark and. And it was it was interesting because at the hotel uh, we were staying at Maurice Jones Drew, uh, the NFL All Pro Bowler running back, was uh, there staying as well. And I ran to him in the in the weight room and we were chatting. And nice uh, weight room I, drop, by the way. Yeah, you know, get get my fitness on. <laughs> and uh, and we started chatting about Taysom. I told him I was my, my brother-in-law, et cetera. And he goes, 
uh, you know, watching the film, it's crazy, and talking to the coaches, uh, specifically the Vikings coaches, because he was doing the pregame show for for Fox. Um, he goes, you know, they don't. They, they mention how they can account for everybody on the field. They know how to stop everybody, but Taysom's the one guy they just don't have a game plan for because they don't know where he's going to line up and they don't know what Peyton's going to do with him that particular week. And so it's pretty interesting hearing from from him saying how coaches just struggle trying to game plan for him, which which is a huge weapon for an offense like a, like the Saints and for Sean Payton to be able to utilize him in a whole different roles, a whole bunch of different roles in different areas on the field and uh, try to use him as that weapon. And, and sure enough, we saw yesterday with him uh, throwing the deep bomb, rushing, and then, of course, catching the touchdown. He's all over the place. David, we've been discussing what options for Taysom are out there, whether there is a purely quarterbacking situation for him because you would imagine his stock is as high as ever for other NFL teams. Or is the best fit for him to continue along with Sean Payton and Drew Brees and bide his time and maybe he gets a quarterback-only shot in New Orleans or maybe he's at his pinnacle as a utility player? What does the future of football hold for Taysom Hill? Listen, we talked a little bit about it this weekend while we were down there, and I, I don't even think he quite knows. Uh, obviously, uh, he's doing what he's been asked to do with Sean Payton and his offense. He wants to be a quarterback first. Uh, he loves the role he's playing and, and like, likes to be a flash player, but he's always wanted to be an NFL quarterback, and particularly a starting quarterback. Um, and so he knows his time is probably coming, but it's a huge question, exactly. So, so who comes in? Uh, he's a restricted free agent, so the Saints have a chance to match whatever a team brings. Um, and so What's going to happen? Is the team going to want to step in and use him as a quarterback? Is, is the team going to want to come in and use him as that utility player? I mean, there's just so many unknowns, and it's so early. Uh, you know, I, I think the whole team was pretty shocked yesterday. They lost. You know, and, the, and after the game, you, we hang out with the family members, and you can just see it on all the players' faces. It's just, uh, I think this is a game they thought they definitely should win, and then head up to to Green Bay, but uh, wasn't the case. And so, I, I think for them, it's just kind of trying to wrap their heads around the season being over, and they'll get to it to it here pretty soon. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. And I think Taysom as well. He's kind of up in the air. You know, where is he going to be, and 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 kind of what offers are going to come his way. I know he loves New Orleans. He loves his teammates. Um, he even got a little emotional about you know with with Drew and and uh, the deep, Michael Thomas and the defensive leaders as well. I think he's really uh, grown to um, you know really enjoy being around those guys and learned a lot from Drew and and from all the quarterback meetings et cetera they have, but. I think that's kind of the most intriguing part about this offseason is, okay, where is he going to be next year? Is he going to be in New Orleans or is some other team going to come along and offer him a big-time gig? So uh, we, we shall see. And help, help uh, us understand this. I did a little bit of research. I don't know a ton about the nuances of this, but he's a restricted free agent. So basically there are different tender options, blah, blah, blah. The Saints can match what another team offers him, correct? Yeah, the long and the short is that if a team comes in and offers him a certain amount, the Saints can match it or they can let him walk. Um, and, and at that point, Taysom still has the opportunity to turn down that offer and come back to the Saints for less money if he wanted to. Um, and like I said, a lot of it depends on him as a player. I mean, maybe he takes a shorter-term deal to continue to show his, his value uh, to the Saints and to the market if he doesn't get the offer he wants. Um, and so there's just a lot of options on the table. The restricted tag limits you a little bit because at the end of the day, the Saints still hold his rights. He's not, he's a, he's not a complete free agent, uh, but it's a good situation to be in, especially, like you said, com- coming off this game, you literally couldn't have a better last game to end the season on to head into free agency. David, I want to ask you about two NFL guys or future NFL guys that are coming out of BYU that have postponed NFL consideration for now. Tight end Matt Bushman and defensive lineman Kyrus Tonga. What do you think of their decision to forego the NFL for now and come back and play their respective senior seasons at BYU? 
No, it was big time. And, and, and listen, for a guy like Matt Bushman, a return missionary, I understood his reasoning for wanting to go. Uh, and Kyrus Tongue, I believe, served mission as well, correct? Yes. Uh, so both of them a little older. Uh, at BYU, I don't blame guys that want to go early because in the NFL, scouts and GMs look at you, and you have a clock on your, uh, t- on your body, right? You have a time clock. And for every year that you get older, your value decreases. And so for, for BYU guys, if you want to leave early, Austin Colley left early i i don't i don't blame you at all because uh you know every year you wait i think you're the, the value and maybe you're you're the round you get drafted in decreases significantly and so um i didn't i wasn't going to blame him i was excited for him but the fact that he came back made me more excited obviously the byu fan and i i told bushman after the san diego state game we're on the field i i told him listen i would trade two or three years in nfl for one year at byu uh because it's an experience that wow. Uh, at, at BYU, it's an experience that uh, you can't get anywhere else. And once you get to the NFL, you realize it's a strict business. I mean, it, it's strictly business. Every year, the team changes because of free agents, whatever it may be. And guys, a lot of guys are out there kind of playing for themselves to get their contracts, get their money. Whereas at BYU, you're playing for this common goal, this common mission to represent the university, you represent your families, et cetera. Um, so it's just a whole different vibe. Um, and yeah, the money's great, but you can go make money doing anything else as well. Uh, and so... If, for me, it's stay at BYU. The NFL will always be there. Um, hopefully your body holds up to where you get there. But I think the, both these guys will benefit from one more year. You get Zach Wilson back for Bushman, who's one more year experience, older. He'll have an off-season to be able to work on his skills and, and, and hopefully continue to implement schemes to get Bushman involved. And then Kyrus Tonga hopefully continues to get his uh, conditioning in play to where he can be a three-down player versus a two-down player like he is right now um, and become even more dominant. And, and on top of that, I think BYU will continue to develop their, the defensive line and, and uh, defensive ends to hopefully take some double teams off Bushman and allow him to kind of, or excuse me, off Kyrus Tonga, allow him to kind of do his thing. So um, it's, it's only good for BYU, and I think it's only good for those guys who let them continue to develop and hopefully uh, uh, rise their draft stock come next year. David, we look forward to you delivering our Taysom Hill jerseys to us here in Studio B, man. Well, that's, I, I was conflicted because I was going to give my little boy some, some Saints jerseys yesterday, but... I mean, who knows if he'll be at the Saints this year, right? I mean, that's the crazy thing. We, we were not sure where he's going to be, but uh, I know if he had his way, he'd want to stay there in New Orleans. Um, and uh, I'm confident probably they'll work something out there. I think they realize how big of an asset he is to this team and, and how they can use him and utilize him. But um, we shall see. It should be a very, very interesting offseason. Great stuff, Dave. Thanks for the time, man. Thanks, David. Okay. All right, guys. Take care. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. David Look. Nixon got Matt Bushman back? Nice. Oh, hey, I, did, I didn't know. I was with David in San Diego. I didn't know that that he conversation took away, place. And he secured those two guys. He locked it in. <laughs> he locked Matt Bushman in for another year. Coming up, we'll share the best of Twitter about Taysom Hill. And our and one update. Do I still have a lead over Jerem after BYU basketball's latest win? Does anybody even care about that? This is BYU Sports Nation. If no one cares, why are we doing it? <laughs> Check out BYU Sports Nation On Demand on iTunes. Tune in or Google Play and enjoy On Demand. And subscribe, rate, and please review. It's a perfect time to keep things rolling on a Monday. The crew's back together, and you know we're going to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU is 12 and 4 now after a 63-38 win against LMU Saturday night. A season low in points allowed. Yoli Childs led the Cougars with 19 points, seven boards, fourth double double of the season. Jake Toulson had 13 points, five steals, and four assists. Cougars play at St. Mary's Thursday night.
Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill, I'm not sure how anybody could have missed this, had the best day ever for the New Orleans Saints, completing a pass for 50 yards, rushing for 50 yards on four attempts, and he caught two passes for 25 yards and a touchdown. He also blocked on a touchdown run by Alvin Kamara. The Saints, however, lost in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings, so season over. Hill is a restricted free agent. We just talked about his prospects with his brother-in-law, David Nixon. What did Taysom Hill tell David Nixon? Download the podcast to hear that. Kyle Van Noy, by the way, and the New England Patriots. The empire is overthrown. The Death Star floating down. By the Tennessee Titans. He had five tackles (laughs) and a sack in a Patriots home playoff loss to the Titans. End of an era. Volleyball. Number three, Brigham beat number 11, Loyola Chicago on Friday. Number six, Lewis on the road in four sets, each to begin the season Friday, Saturday. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez led the Cougars 38 kills, 11 aces in the eight sets. Davide Gardini had 40 kills as well. The Cougars host Penn State. Pair of matches at home, both on BYU TV Friday and Saturday. Gymnastics. 23rd-ranked BYU hosts number 15, Nebraska. Hey, top 25 showdown in the Cougars' season opener at the Marriott Center. Doing it big from the Marriott Center. You can watch it live tonight, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific on BYU TV. Women's basketball. Cougars lose 57-48 to Portland Saturday. BYU's first loss against Portland in 21 games under Jeff Judkins. The first time. Sarah Hampson, 11 points, 13 boards, 7 blocks, almost a triple-double. She had 5 blocks in the first quarter. Very nice. What happened the last three? Paisley Johnson had a team-high 14 points. Cougars host San Diego Saturday on BYU TV. We've got a triple-header Saturday. Women's hoops, men's volleyball, men's basketball. Cougars in pro hoops. Elijah Bryant scored 11 points, had six rebounds and three assists in a Maccabi Tel Aviv 80 to 71 win over Ness Ziona. Jimmer! Zion? Jimmer Fredette had 10 points on three of four shooting in 16 minutes as Panathinaikos fell to AEK Athens 100 to 97. Tennis. Men's tennis announcing the signing of a five star recruit. Hey, oh! Dominic Yakovlevich on Saturday. Nice. BYU's third five-star recruit in the 2020 class. Hey, football, did you hear that? Dominic Three. currently ranked number 30 in the nation. <laughs> He's been as high as number 29. That's in amazing. Bellevue, Washington. He's ranked 430th in the International Tennis Federation. Is that among pros? Yes. Is that what that is? Wow. Okay. He's in the ITF rankings. He's won one ITF singles title and two ITF doubles titles. What's going on? Tennis has three five-stars? All the other teams. You hear that? Three five stars? Wow. Shout out to the coaching staff getting it done. Brad Pierce. I don't understand recruiting, but I understand what five star means. Okay? Tennis recruiting? I don't understand that. But five star, I understand (laughs) that language. I understand five stars. That resonates for sure. Uh, Also resonating right now, at least for Jeremy and myself, is our and one picks. Picks, predictions, and one. On BYU Sports Nation. I guess grammatically speaking, I should say for Jerem and me. Okay, so now that the grammar Nazis are uh, satisfied, let's get to our and one picks. Going into the weekend, I had the slimmest of margins of a lead. 18-17 over Jerem. Jason, doesn't matter. Why do we even Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first pick. BYU by 16 plus. The line was 16. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, dare yeah. go 17 plus. I was like, ah, but it happened. Not putting the curse out there. But it happened. 16 plus. It BYU happened. wins by 25. Yoli Childs will not be the leading scorer for BYU. Mm. No, Yoli was the guy. 19 points, Mr. Consistency. I thought that BYU would make more threes and that would swing the tables in somebody else's They deferred favor. to the second half on yeah, the threes. Okay. Uh, my two-pointer, LMU will shoot less than 30% from three. Trash! 
Yes. Yeah, uh, 13%, 215. It was so bad. BYU's three-point defense really good, brother. And what? BYU outblock LMU. I went off the board weird with this one. BYU outblocked LMU. Two nothing. Yes. Two nothing. Two nil. So there you go. All right. Jason had picks, but we don't care. Updated standings. 2020. In the hey, year. In the year 2020. 2020. High five. And our first show back together. 2020. 2020. Yeah, let's it's meant go. To be. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for not getting your uh, your and one there. Hey, they would have messed it up. I, I needed to sacrifice for uh, the. It brings forth the blessings. The I'm numbers. Told. Yes. Our question of the day: Does Taysom have a brighter NFL future as a quarterback or as a utility player? Hashtag BYUS and Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join that conversation. Coming up, Taysom Hill blows up Twitter. We will show you. And a silver Olympic medalist, Card Young, yeah, back baby. in Studio B. Is it time to raise expectations for BYU gymnastics along with BYU basketball? This is BYU Sports Nation. How many five stars did you sign, Guard? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Cougar Gymnastics kicks off the season tonight as they host number 15, Nebraska. This is a tremendous meet to start BYU number 23. Watch all the hits and sticks on BYU TV and the app tonight, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Joining us now in Studio B is the head coach of BYU Gymnastics, 23rd ranked team in the country. He is an Olympic silver medalist guard, young guard. Always nice to have you in Studio B. Thanks. Five-star recruit. Five, you were a five-star five recruit. Star recruit. <laughs> yes, sir. And you were also a broadcast major. I love talking about this every time you come into the studio. You're just better than us <laughs> in every way. Uh, the broadcasting we could have held over you, but you even did that. Come on. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> Future broadcaster, Guard Young, after he finishes coaching gymnastics at some point. Okay, you open up with Nebraska, top 25 showdown, number 15 team coming in. What do you know about Nebraska right now? They're good, and they have a strong tradition in gymnastics. And so they have a brand-new head coach. Um, so that's, But she's been there. She's been like an assistant coach there for 20 years. So the you know, changing of the guard, so to speak, was really easy and seamless for them. Um, but uh, great tradition. You see them at nationals a lot. And uh, good powerhouse team. What a great way to start the new year off. 2020, huh? Fantastic. Yeah, let's go. Love let's a go. Monday gymnastics meal. Let's go. Um, tell us about the 2020 edition of BYU. What do you expect from this group? Uh, yeah, we have a great senior class. Shannon Evans has been a, a big player for us for the last three years. So um, she's going to be great for us. And, again, just all the way down, I, I actually did uh, the march out, and actually we're playing a lot of sophomores this night. So I'm like, okay, that's surprising me that we're going to be playing a lot of sophomores. Sure, so. sure. I want to talk about the youth in just a moment, but you brought up Shannon Evans. She was the first All-American for BYU in an individual event in 14 years. What are the expectations for her this season, according to Shannon? Well, she's not here right now, so I think first and <laughs> Shannon, foremost, come on out. first and foremost is you got to stay healthy. I know we are in the twilight of of our careers as gymnasts at age twenty two years old. It's crazy, and it's just keeping them together. And so uh, let's just keep her healthy because she she has the experience. She's been on big stages before. She knows how to carry a team, um, but we're deep this year, and she's not going to have to do that when her body's not letting her do that. So she's going to have to know when to say it's okay. I'm going to let someone else take it. Can she do that? Because she's a fiery competitor, right? Uh, she's learning how to do that. Okay. She's learning how to do that. That's good. Who else is in the mix to be leaders on this team? Uh, we have two great sophomores, Abby Miner. Abby Bowden got married over the summer. Her, her, her new name is Stainton. 
to a British guy. Mm-hmm. So go Great Britain. Okay. But um, <laughs> uh, strong leaders, they're going to be in the all-around tonight. So kudos to them for working hard in the offseason to get that last event they needed and make a top six lineup. I think there were four Abbeys on the roster last year. I was hoping for like seven or eight this year. Yeah, just you run all Abbeys in one yeah. rotation. Yeah, we just call them by their last names. So yeah. It just makes it a lot easier. Yes, as do I in that situation <laughs> as the broadcaster. Uh, by the way, tonight, live on BYU TV uh, and the BYU TV app, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, BYU and Nebraska. Uh, you're big on raising the bar for this BYU gymnastics team, and we've seen this consistent, steady rise since you've taken over as the head coach. So what's the next step for BYU gymnastics to again raise the bar? Uh, next step, what I want to see is, you know, we have great six players, but how good is number seven, number eight, number nine? And that's what I tell my team. You know, the mark of a good team are not your starters. The mark of a good team are those players that are right behind them. So at any given night, anyone can come in and you don't lose a single point off of that. And we're getting there. And, I, and, and we've had uh, a few injuries over the course of the preseason, and I've really been impressed with our younger players stepping it up, and they're going to see action tonight. And so you don't know what's quite going to happen under the lights. It's different than in the Smithfield house, a little gymnastics room that we have, room 149 there. But in terms of gymnastics, in terms of quality, and in terms of high score potential, it's definitely there. What's the key to developing that level of depth at BYU to where you feel comfortable going seven or eight? Um, we train all, all year round. And, you know, the NCAA gives, a, gives me 26 weeks where I can actually hold practice. And then outside of that, we can keep the gym open. And I'm fortunate enough to where I can be in the gym for safety reasons. We just don't want a gymnast in there flipping and having potential of some major injuries by themselves. So the fact that the coaching staff is bought in and we're there and the, co- and the gymnasts are showing up is giving those younger players time to develop. And now going on year five, that's starting to show up. Okay, so you answered my question about how you get the young ones to settle, and it, it uh, is largely based on year-round training. But what's this team with the youth implemented and Shannon Evans, some, ex- some experience, what's this team's best event right now? Bars. I'm the bar coach, so it's bars. <laughs> okay. That's pretty easy. What do your assistants have to say about that? <laughs> well, they're not here right now. Exactly. <laughs> Shannon's so, not here. Exactly. Yeah. not here. <laughs> All right, it's time to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yeah, first yes, of the season, let's go. To begin tonight. this yeah. 2020 journey, uh, looking forward to a fantastic top 25 meet tonight, and we appreciate you coming in. And I expect some great gymnastics defense tonight. Yeah, let's get some beam fence. The beam fence needs to be strong. Be strong. Let's Bar go. fence and the beam fence. Beam fence. Floor fence. What? I love it. Okay, thanks, Garth. Appreciate it. Coming up, Jim Rome, Skip Bayless, and others weighing on Taysom Hill yesterday. Oh, the love is real for Taysom, and uh, we'll add a measure of our own in that category with our rise and shout out. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show, BYU Sports Nation on a Monday. Subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. It's on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps as well. They're free. Download them. If you consume this content and you haven't yet, I don't know what you do. I just don't. It is very obvious that social media loves Taysom Hill, specifically mm-hmm. Twitter, where he was the number one trending topic worldwide. Yesterday. Unbelievable. Taysom wow. Hill. Wow. Hashtag Taysom. Uh, we're going to give you the best of some of the biggest and brightest names and national pundits in regard to their tweets about Taysom Hill. I'll start, Jerem, with at 
Barstool Big Cat, the guy that's in charge of Barstool Sports. He said, uh, let Taysom Hill get every snap. Then one hour later, he tweeted, and then that happens. Drew Brees stinks. <laughs> Taysom Hill would have won the Saints this game. Incredible. Wow, that's quite the comment. Obviously, it's partially in jest, saying Drew Brees stinks, but would more Taysom Hill have won the game for New Orleans? Drew Brees not been great in the playoffs? Question mark. The last couple of years, right? Yeah. He can't throw it downfield very far. He does have a Super Bowl victory in 2009. Right. It's been a while. Right. If you win one, you get a just a, a rook card. Yes. Yeah. He's thrown more touchdown passes than any quarterback in the history of the game. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. It is. But, but he wasn't good. Enough. He didn't. He got beat by Kirk Cousins. Yesterday. But this is about Taysom Hill, right? Saturday. Pat McAfee, former outstanding NFL punter and hilarious personality at from. At Pat McAfee Show, Taysom Hill, best at football player of all time. Yeah, loves him some Taysom. Okay, then the Tim Tebow comparison. Okay. Uh, I don't like it. From uh, PFT commentator in Shannon Sharp. At Shannon Sharp. I envisioned Tim Tebow in a role similar to Taysom Hill once full-time QBing wasn't an option. I guess for Tim it was QB or nothing. At PFT commentator. Taysom Hill is faster than Tebow, better passer than Tebow, more Christian than Tebow. Oh, snap. Who knows on that one? Whoa. Uh, better punt protector than Tebow. Only question is now, can he hit better than 179 in double A? I put my Taysom, money on Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, when he was with the Packers, would play in these charity softball games, and he would launch deep. Do you think Taysom Hill could hit better than Tebow? Yes. Better than 179 in double yes. A Yes. Taysom Hill too. is a better Tebow. I do too. Yes. I think Taysom Hill would have a better batting average than if 179. If Taysom had played at Florida, he would have won a Heisman and two Natties, yes. too. Yes. It would have happened. Hey, everybody's favorite friend, Skip Bayless, weighs in on the other side of Shannon Sharp. At Real Skip Bayless, I gave the Vikings no chance today. And in New Orleans, Cousins outplayed Breeze, who also got outplayed <laughs> by Taysom Hill. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> it's and true. Finally. He only threw one pass. From two pass? Jim Rome, clones. Oh, my God. He says, I don't play favorites, but Taysom Hill is one of my favorite players ever. That was phenomenal. Incredible. Okay, out of those last two words. But Jim Rome so, what's not loves to love? Taysom Hill. Not what's, playing favorites? Uh, no, you, he is playing favorites. It's yeah, what, Taysom Hill. What's not to love about what Taysom? Okay, a couple Ooh. stats from uh, the playoff performance. We mentioned uh, he's the first player ever to have 50-plus pass yards, 25-plus receiving yards, 25-plus Rushing yards in the game. Uh, at NFL Research, career playoff receiving touchdowns. Notable players. Taysom Hill with two. Marvin Harrison with two. Marvin Harrison only had two. Calvin Johnson, two. DeAndre Hopkins, one. A.J. Green, one. Okay? How about that? Uh, How about that? Yeah. That, and from that's at incredible. Next Gen Stats. Taysom, th- this, this is the one that gets me with Drew Brees, okay? Taysom Hill's 50-yard completion to Deontay Harris traveled 54.7 yards in the air, longer than any Drew Brees completion by air distance over the past three seasons, including playoffs. Whoa. What? Okay. So Drew Brees doesn't have the arm strength he used to have. No, but he beat you with his mind at the line. Right. But he didn't bring, beat Kirk Cousins yesterday. You liked that. Uh, oh, did it you... was pretty cool to see Taysom Hill. Just blow up. Yeah, that, that, was, that was outstanding. That was fun. Now, speaking of Kirk Cousins, did you see his locker room speech to his team? Of course I did. Oh, it was outstanding. When he said, I got three words for you. You like that? I got three words for you. You like Amanda? Oh, so yeah. good. I wish uh, he had said it like that. that in been in a weird way, I'm kind of happy for Kirk Cousins because he was the guy that couldn't win a big game, and he's taking some serious heat for that. Dude, when you have 12 men on the field, it's easy to beat the Saints. This is true. With the refs. Uh, <laughs> According okay. to the Saints. According to the Saints. Yeah. The Saints are like, yeah. 
Pass interference, not hey. again. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, really fun. It hurts. Glad my Seahawks won, too. Almost lost to a 40-year-old quarterback, but uh, got the win. Yeah. And now we're going to go lose to uh, the Packers. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully uh, the Seahawks win, but I, I don't think it's happening. Question of the day. Does Taysom Hill have a brighter NFL future as a quarterback or as a utility player? From at 86 WIQ, right now everyone is enamored with Taysom due to his wide versatility. He is a novelty doing things no other player is doing, but the star rises when he settles at QB. The only QB-like player is Deshaun Watson. If Taysom gets to be a QB only, he'll shine like Deshaun. Now, what about the NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson? Like, isn't he... A guy that could succeed at numerous positions. He could play corner, yes. safety. Yes. Lamar Jackson receiver, could play like eight positions and be an all pro in all eight. So Deshaun Watson is not the only guy that could do this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I understand the sentiment, however. Yeah. No, it's unique because he's like a 220 pound quarterback. He's not like the little dasher, right? No. Um, and yet he still runs a 4 4 4. Right. Like, remember how we all thought Luke Staley was like this massive hunk of humanity, uh, Doak Walker, massive guy. Taysom Hill's bigger than Luke Staley. Do we all realize this? It's crazy. He's taller and he's heavier. It's like, crazy. Ta- the, what Taysom's doing is incredible. Great hands, by the way. Great hands, great arm, great, great everything. What's not great about Taysom Hill? What's not great? <laughs> that should have been our question of the day. What's not great about Taysom Hill? <laughs> Even his brother-in-law is great. In. David Nixon. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at NateDunn02 on Twitter. I think Taysom Hill's found his calling. He could be a very effective QB for a team and make them very, very happy of that point. But even looking at his stats yesterday, he caught a touchdown, threw a 50-yard pass, ran for over 40 yards, got a tackle. He's good where he is. Hashtag BYUSN. But it's not what he wants long term. He, he wants, wants to, to be, be a quarterback. He wants to be a quarterback. Learn that from David Nixon. Yeah. If you want to hear that whole conversation, download the podcast. And today's Rise and Shout Out, uh, for me at least, perhaps you too. Uh, yeah, yes. Taysom Hill. Just really fun to watch him talk. Bummed that we can't watch him keep playing. Kyle Van Noy as well. I wanted the Patriots to lose because I don't like the Patriots. Sure. But I wanted Kyle Van Noy to keep going. So, yeah. Daniel Sorensen, by the way, got there. hurt in the game. Yes. Yeah. yeah, hope he's okay. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs await, uh, as do Jamal Williams and the Packers. There are still multiple Cougars in the NFL playing in the playoffs. It's fantastic. Let's get at least one into the Super Bowl. Let's go. All right. Uh, our thanks to today's guests. First of all, Bracket Matrix, David Nixon, really? and Guard Young. Sorry, Dennis Pitta ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Manaki Vaitai. We'll see you for gymnastics tonight, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, as BYU opens the season against 15th-ranked Nebraska. Go Cougs!